Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Radio Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 4 picks against the spread. Survivor selections, free money teasers, and of course, the Super Locks, plus a Cuss Corner mini halfway through the show. If you ever want to watch the show early, before its Wednesday morning release date, I suggest you subscribe to the Mayo Media Newsletter. It's free to do. It's down in the description, and you'll get the link at night early if you really want to see what craziness is going to unfold. Also, down there right now is the link to the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League for Week 4. 3,500 rake-free spots are available. It filled on Friday morning a week ago, and I'm guessing it's probably going to do the same this week. You want your spot? You go get it right now. Okay, smash the like, sub to the channel, rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast as I bring in the team. The coin is the most jovial of the bunch today back in studio. Joining me on the line is an especially glum Jeff Feinberg. How are you? I am, yeah, I'm pretty glum, to be honest, Pat. Uh, Like the only place that's safe for me on the internet is when I go listen to early like the early serious years for Stern, <laughs> like with Artie. Those are my favorite times. It's the only safe space I have on the internet at the moment, Pat. And, you know, people saw a video of Ken Dorsey in the booth. Well, imagine that being me at Rosh Hashanah dinner. Did people get upset with you? Oh, people hate me right now. Well, I don't care to glad. I don't care to glad hand any of them. I don't care. I I don't care. Everything is self-destructing in front of my eyes. And even when, like, I'm not an idiot, like, it could lose a game. They could lose a game. They they can get their asses kicked. But I can't, like, be a calm human being if you have Storm Norton in at left tackle, like a 90% QB pressure rate and a banged-up quarterback. Like, that's when, like, I can't can't be normal. So I I don't care. I'm mad at so many things, and people are mad at me. So let's go. Well, the fourth member of the team, Paul, behind the camera, did not have a great week because the Bills lost to the Dolphins and also upset that the Dolphins won a game again to remain undefeated. It is last week's winner in the spread picks, Tim Andagust! Tim Andagust. That's not my name. I felt like Ken Dorsey at the end of that game, too. I was looking for things to throw around at the end of that Dolphins-Bills game. Like, the one time you need the Bills to do something for you in your life, and they just completely pull the rug out from underneath you. It's, it's not, it must be what it's like all the time. 
How dare they do that to me? What kind of performance was that? I, I'm glad in some ways that I didn't get on live air Sunday because I was just a raw wire. And I'm still angry. Like, Jeff's glum. I'm furious. I'm in a furious mood today about a lot of things, a lot of football-related oh, things. I got a note. I got a, you like to keep notes, like reminders. I've never done this before. It says, do not win a custy today. <laughs> <laughs> On top of my computer screen. Because you you get me on a right button, I I might lose my mind. Like, you see, I'm glum, but I'm the anger is boiling. Boiling. It should be. There's no reason for happiness right now. I, I've got a little optimism because my QB's coming back this week. But by and large, like, I'm furious at a lot of things that went on last week in the NFL. Uh, like, I had a great money line parlay. There's no reason that should ever lose. It loses because Josh Allen, again, in the biggest moments, can't be bothered to show up. Uh, when he's not busy collapsing into Tua's arms, he's busy collapsing the ball to the ground. Like, what is going on in that game? How dare Buffalo do that to me? How dare they? There's a personal affront to you, is what you're saying. A personal I felt personally upset. There's a lot of things I feel personally upset about. That's one of them. So you said you were looking for stuff to throw around on Sunday because you were so mad. How come you didn't throw any of your garbage in my trash can? No one will understand <laughs> that reference. But I, 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 what, what's the reference? I just spelled out what you didn't do. Week after week, I am, and I admit this, no, notorious for leaving behind either my everything, dish everything. or the garbage. You throw nothing Whatever. in the garbage. I, I'm awful at this at the at the at the studio house. I'm I, I'm reminded every week. And every week I promise to be better, and every week I do the exact same thing. Uh, I cannot learn. I, I do, though, have, like Jeff style, have a note written for myself not to uh, leave my garbage out next week. So we'll report back uh, and let you know uh, how I, whether I behave myself. But, like, honest to God, I'm so angry at the Buffalo Bills. So angry at them to behave like that, to play like that. How dare they? Hope You're, they don't win again for quite a while. I'm such a loser <laughs> that I seem to be invested in the only goddamn entity in the whole freaking world that you can't curse to something positive. Are you saying that the because chart all summer long, like we knew you were cursing the Dolphins to this from your offseason comments to the like award show comments to the bye-bye 0-7 by Thanksgiving <laughs> bullshit. Someone has worked out a theory that the Dolphins aren't actually going to lose a game until Tim actually predicted them to win a game this season, that instead of being 1-7, and they'll be 7-1. and It's possible. <laughs> Why not? I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That was a very weird, entertaining game. I... I I like that he's mad at other people's teams because they didn't beat the team he hates. <laughs> it's one of the teams I hate. I hate several teams. <laughs> That's just one of them. Um, I, I mean, the benefit of when the Bills and Dolphins and Patriots play and, and the three and two of them lose is that I have two Reddits to go under, you know, deep under uh, undercover in and enjoy the amount of whining that went on in the Buffalo Bills thread about the referees. And how everything is stacked against Buffalo was—I I was aghast. So everyone, so everyone on Bills Reddit is just you. 
No, I'm just saying uh, it was annoying. Bills fans should just have accepted that they blew a game that they they dominated. And uh, how dare they do that? How dare they? You know, yet again, that Dolphins team gets a miraculous turnover. My first thing that went through my mind was incredible, yeah, right? When that fumble happened, the Bills were up 7 nothing, and the Dolphins are doing nothing offensively. The Bills get that ball, and you get the sense they're about to make this 14 nothing, and it's going to be like week two last year, like 35-3 to or something. And you can just sense it, and that's and then they get that fumble, and everything turns around. And then they can't get the snap off at the end of the half, and they don't even get the field goal. And you're like, I can't believe how lucky this stupid team is that has so little talent. And it's no, just there's no living on luck. The turnover regression for them that like seems so clear is not happening. And it's not just it's the turnovers they're getting where they're getting them on the field, like oh. the direct correlation of points disappearing. But hey, man, they're making the plays. That's all that that counts. I'm. I don't know. They've been fun they, to yeah. watch. They even Howard doesn't even like he's even banged up and guys are stepping up. I don't like a lot of the names on that defense, but boy, oh boy, they're making, they're making plays. So good they for them. They just get so lucky. They don't just get that pick or that terminal, like you said, but they get it at just that right moment when everything is turning against them. How dare they do that? How dare they? Like the sooner or later, like the football gods have to punish them for this insouciance you don't think football gods have punished dolphin fans like the ones that not you nearly know? enough not nearly enough like the ones that weren't alive to even see marino be good let alone my, the stuff that made this them morning a... i'm chatting with my father this morning and i'm asking him how are you because everybody hadn't chatted him since the football game he's online looking up tickets to phoenix airport uh, or uh, hotels in phoenix trying to figure out what if he can make a family trip out of it when the dolphins go to the super bowl I was like, you people have all lost your minds. This okay, is what every you one did. of them. No, 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 hold, no, 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 hold on the both of you. We actually dug up the text thread from when Tim made the exact same proclamation in May about the Jets. At least the Dolphins are three and zero. But I wasn't really taking that much of a look at it. He was like telling me. Well, how 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 is it that your dad? How is it that your dad knows how to look all this stuff online, but you don't have a fucking clue? I don't know. I think he may be using a travel agent. I would not be surprised if he called a travel agent or like Dad isn't it. calling a travel agent on the hypothetical of. I don't know. What I can say is That's... Dolphins fans have lost it. And when the, and you know, this will dovetail into the Thursday game. They're going to get eaten alive by the Bengals in those, those white leopard jerseys, whatever they're wearing. They're going to get eaten alive. Well, I can't wait. Before can't wait. B- before you hijack the show and tell us the order, we still need to recap the records and picks from last week. But thank you. I for told that. you I was angry. I'm sorry. I told you I'm angry. I got fire in this belly of mine, and I got to get it out. Uh, Paul has a question from behind the camera. Paul, more of a statement for oh. Top Cat. Just please, yeah, never, never depend on. I'll speak for all of Bills Mafia that please just never depend on us to do your dirty work. Well, I'll tell dolphins. you what. Stick on the Dolphins for the rest of the season. There will be punishments in in, in the way you look at this. There will be punishments for the Buffalo Bills for what they did to me. Punishments. I don't consider them punishments, but Paul will consider them punishments. I like the sounds of that. 
Okay, so last week, uh, Cuss did win the week. It was a, not a great week for any of us, but 9-7 and seven, gets you to 23-25. and 25. I was 500, 8-8, eight and 27-21. Eight, oh, Jeff and the coin, bad week, 6-10 and 10 against the spread. Jeff is now 23-25. and 25. The coin still leads me by a game in the overall. The coin is 28-20. and 20. We swept super locks. 3 and 0, I go to 3 and 0 for the year. Both of you are 2 and 1 and I got knocked out of survivor by the Buffalo Bills, so I win week 1 and I'm the first person out in week 3. So you guys are still alive in survivor going at it. Of course, the Buffalo Bills lost. That means Cuss free money parlay came to a very early end. He's now 0 and 3 for the year and 15 and 106 lifetime the race for 100 games under 500 continues. Feel like we're going to get there this year, Tim. I was so close to winning. That was the only one that didn't go my way. All Josh Allen has to do is not gag in the big moments, which I guess is too much to ask ever of him. But I ask him to like show up in the big moments, and uh, he wins the parlay, and we're back to 500 in terms of betting for the year, essentially, on the free money. And uh, anyway, he can't come through, but uh, maybe he'll come through this week. There's some SEO for you. I thought I did better, but I'm also – realized late that even though I talked up the Dolphins and said I wanted them, I pivoted to the Bills at the end, and I think that affected my math. Yeah, well, I mean, I gave the pretty hard sell on Buffalo. Wrong. Yeah. Not not a good pick by me. But, like, it's funny because, like, we both picked Vegas on the show, and by the time Sunday came around, I was betting Tennessee. So sometimes what we do on a Tuesday night does not necessarily stick the entire week. So pay attention to Mayo Media Network for updates on all of this stuff as we go along. Thursday night football. The Dolphins at the Bengals. The Bengals are now favored by four. At home against these Dolphins, who played in a million-degree weather, they faced 90 plays on defense on Sunday. But here's the thing, Jeff. You just heard Tim. The Dolphins plus four might be my super lock now after hearing him talk. Might have to go with them against the money line as well. The one thing that the Dolphins really did do well against Buffalo, and I was worried about this, but I thought Josh Allen could overcome it, was they sent... Just different look after different look after different look, and he had no time to throw. And I know that they were dealing with a backup center for Buffalo for the week, and that affected some of the snap counts. But objectively, the Bills or the the Bengals' offensive line is way worse, and Burrow holds onto the ball way longer. You want to talk about like a greasy fumble setting something up? This just reeks of the Dolphins lingering around this entire game, and Burrow, no stranger, Jeff, to turning it over. No stranger turning it over. The Dolphins love them. Uh, like all Bengal fans, you probably hate to see Tim's confidence. You hate <laughs> to see him tweet anything. It's kind of ridiculous at this point. But, uh, and the Dolphins, like, incredible. Good for them. It's all happening. Awesome. McDaniel's a total fun. And it seems like as all these teams on defense across the league have this love affair with these shell coverages that just ask their defenses not to get beat deep. It actually, the timing of McDaniel seems like he could never have been more perfect in the sense that being, um, if everyone's playing these shells, then the most creative way to move the football is sort of being creative with that short passing game. And they're just truly phenomenal at it at the moment and you know we'll see as the season goes but it's a bad spot game on a thursday night i hate what tim said and i hate that i turn coded from picking miami last week to to just not 
um because i thought it was a nice place for them but i gotta pick the Bengals here and i could even see the spread getting higher as weird as that sounds because it's moved from three and a half to four wouldn't shock me if it gets into that no man's land of five to be perfectly honest coin is going with miami as well two is still questionable for this game he's got back ankle rib problems he may or may not be concussed at this point but they're, they're hanging a number out there so i don't know if that tells us something about tua or the books just want to take cincinnati action all they can get tim i'm guessing you're gonna take the minus four yeah i am gonna take the Bengals. like jeff mentioned it's a bad spot game the Bills and Dolphins didn't play an overtime game, but they pretty much did. I mean, they, they, they were collapsing on the football field at the end of that game. The Dolphins' defense had to go up you know, in, in 90 plays and then turn around and play a fast, methodical, and a, a explosive offense like Cincinnati. Like that, It seems like you're asking way too much of a team in too short of a turnaround. Um, it's in Cincinnati. They... You know, got themselves on the right track line. They watched a decent amount of that game. Of course, of course they played the Jets. Uh, they they played quite well. Uh, Gardner more or less shut down Jamar Chase, but when they got Chase off Gardner, uh, he was able to make plays. I feel like the Dolphins will attempt to do something similar with Jamar Chase, and maybe Jamar Chase will have a bad day. But nonetheless, the Bengals have enough other options to make Miami pay. Uh, I really, really do like the Bengals in this spot. I like them by like 10. Uh, the Bengals are the first part of them of a five team money line par a 14 money line parlay. I really do like the Bengals in the spot. It's going to be super locked. They're, they're in the very short list. The very, very short. Cause you know what? It's just, it's just really difficult to stand and take Miami based on the numbers and based on the circumstances. It's just, it's, it's so very tough. So I'm going to take the Bengals here. Per the early DVOA, Tim, in terms of the three weeks that we've seen so far, there's only one team in football worse on offense than the Cincinnati Bengals. It is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, they they struggled against Pittsburgh. They struggled against Dallas. And they struggled against the Jets for most of the game. I understand that. But it's three weeks and they still have all their talent and everybody's healthy. So I feel like by the end of the year, they're going to be closer to 14, 15, 13 rather than at the, in the 30s. So it's a good it's a good spot for the Bengals. This is, a, this is an unfortunate draw for Miami. But... Uh, Anyway, once again, the Jets' opponents next week play on Thursday night. Back-to-back -back weeks, we have to play teams coming off the mini-buy. Thanks, thanks, Park Ave. Should mention that we had to cancel the Sunday show due to the hurricane that we sustained up here. We got power back like five hours ago, so we're good to record the shows. We'll be back live Sunday evening at the conclusion of the second set of games on Sunday and leaving the air right before Sunday Night Football. A quick tease, we have an in-studio guest. Next week, Jets-Dolphins. Tim, have I told you the guest? No. It's Lord Garion. Really? Yeah. Well, won't that be great? Not if the Jets lose. Now, will, it, will it be actually Garion or will it just be Mike McDaniel? Yeah, we'll get Mike McDaniel live presser. We're just going to stream that in and try to ask him questions. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but you should get you should have gotten Tim's dad also. I don't know if we can have Doug. Doug has too much energy for this studio. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I think that's true. He would be bouncing around. He'd be so fired First up with the Dolphins, big Dolphins win. He'd be showing off his ACDC tattoos. Tim's dad yes. rules, by the way. <laughs> All right. Coolness uh, skips the generation, so they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Minnesota and New Orleans live from jolly old London. It's what stadium? 
It's not. It's not the. It's not Wembley. It's the other one. The Tottenham Otspur okay. Stadium, isn't it? Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. Why is that a thing? Well, for people who are interested in the extended universe of this show, yes, they they will understand why I'm breaking that up. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I host this show, and I don't care. <laughs> Jeff knows. Jeff knows. What is it then? He's Jeff? laughing because Jeff Jeff knows. Because I don't even want to get into it. Tottenham is the NFL's official home in London. It's a stadium that has specific NFL locker rooms. It's a new stadium that's built. I think it's even where the NFL's England offices are. And Tim gets grossly offended when I say that, which is a fact, because Wembley is this um, preeminent stadium on um, in sport, you know, in the world, which I'm not debating. But Tim is just like this weird affinity anytime Tottenham is mentioned as the like NFL's sort of new home base or what they have what is their actual home base in the UK. That's all as a waste of two minutes could be spent on me yelling about something in twenty. This uh this game starts at ten thirty air sorry, nine thirty AM Eastern time. Ugh. Uh, I love it. I love London games. It gives me something to watch when I'm at the gym. It's fantastic. No one really cares about the game. And these are two perfect teams to throw into it. The Vikings are favored by three. 43 and a half is the over-under. The coin has already made its selection of Minnesota in this game. Jeff, you were big on the Saints coming into the year. Is there uh, just one problem? They're not any good? Yeah, they suck. <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> Jameis is broken. Not that he wasn't before. Uh, but I was also really high on the Vikings. Who might also not be good. Uh, yeah, we'll see. They got to work through some things, but they definitely got a lot of uh, problems. Well, so a lot of teams that I seem to have liked a month ago. They have a lot of problems right now. Fortunately, so in the, I have a lot of problems. Fortunately, in the NFC, like you got time to turn it around with some of these upper echelon teams that we're seeing right now. So Minnesota, I, this is a tough one to cap for me because Dalvin Cook may not play. I don't know if that matters all that much. It's definitely not going to matter towards the point spread. I'm just wondering, Tim, is New Orleans becoming undervalued right now? Like, yeah, they did not play well last week. Kamara puts the ball on the ground. The whole game is flipped. Their defense has still looked pretty good. Michael Thomas may have to sit out for them with turf toe Jarvis Landry got banged up in that game I, I don't really know what to make of either of these two teams I think that everyone in the world is going to look at the spread and pick Minnesota so I'll pick New Orleans yeah I think the Vikings have played two good quarters all season now those quarters were great and that's the reason they're two and one but like yeah I was I've been impressed by New Orleans defense for the most part um I too also have trouble picking between these two teams I think that they're both profoundly flawed but in that case, I'll take the points, and I'll take New Orleans. I'm not super confident about it, though. Yeah, I'm feeling, Jeff, like this could be one where we tune in. And the London game is usually weird anyway, unless Jacksonville is playing. Then you just pick Jacksonville in that game. But I can see us tuning in. It's like 30 to nothing Minnesota, or Minnesota has zero points. Like they, They're a true Jekyll and Hyde team so far. I certainly buy into that as somebody that's watched them um, pretty closely. They're so uh, they're so bad. They didn't even make the laptop for us last week because the second laptop got bumped to President's Cup over this stupid game of New Orleans and Carolina. I actually ended up watching a lot of the game, the the, the Lion Viking game. Well, that game we watched a lot of. No, he was talking about New Orleans, New Orleans and, and Carolina. Carolina. Oh yeah, that game was that game was lifeless. Carolina got up. 
couple scores and it felt lifeless. And the yeah. New Orleans box score stayed stale all all afternoon. Clearly, um, I don't I don't love the game. I could see why Minnesota would be public. I'm going to for no real reason pick Minnesota. I don't have a good feeling about this game, but it's early, so it's probably going to start a parlay for the day because I'm a degenerate like that. No, this is a fun game to play a prop in, and I have your prop for you. Just play Justin Jefferson over 95 receiving yards against the Saints. The Saints' run D is very good, but they're not going to match up Lattimore one-on-one with them. They're going to play this soft zone, unless they decide to call an audible like midway through the game after Jefferson is absolutely lighting them up, mainly because we saw week one, Jefferson goes off against zone. Weeks two and three, he gets manned up against good cover corners, and all of a sudden he can't do anything, whether it be Slay or Akuya. Now this week, if they go one-on-one with Lattimore, We'll see. I don't know if he's the right body type to take out like the speed of Justin Jefferson. He's better at the bigger body, slower receivers like a Mike Evans. But if they go pure zone, it's just going to be Kirk Cousins 21 for 35 and Jefferson will have 17 catches or something. That's where I would want to go trying to bet this game, I think. Hopefully that sell was good enough for you that when you bet it and you lose, you'll say, hey, Pat sold me good on it, though. Well, Jefferson's had two quiet games, so he just I would just bet it because he just feels like he's due for a big one again. Sure, I tried to give some reasoning behind it, but your ways is your ways is good too. He's due. <laughs> Let, let's go to probably one of the two best games on Sunday. The Doug Peterson Bowl, Tim. Jacksonville at Philadelphia. Philadelphia opened as a seven-point favorite in this game. And now we are looking at DraftKings Sportsbook. What's it down to at the moment? Six and a half for the Eagles. So a bit of bit of movement towards the Jets. Hey, for- <laughs> I see it much. Yeah. Do you do you see it, Jeff? Yeah, I don't know. Let's listen. He played well. I got no beef with Trevor. I got no beef with the Jaguars. I start this thing off by like none of like they looked great. And someone sent me a video of Trayvon Walker, um, like just highlights from the first two games, and I was like nervous to shit even before that thing started. But they got they attacked, and and Lawrence like we, we were trying to mix things up, trying to send blitzes. It's moving sideways, looking effortless, making very nice um, connections, finding the easy yards. I was really impressed. I got no Trevor Lawrence beef. I'm not really even offended by that by that picture. I've been sort of waiting for Trevor to to show up. I'm just really mad that my team did it. I got no beef with the Jags. They earn they earned that one. I'm not above losing to them certainly. Uh, this should be a real fun one. Give me Doug Peterson, though. I don't really know what what to make of this, but they got such a they got such an ability to keep your ground game in check right now. Does Jacksonville? I think they might be one of the best rushing defenses in the league. Yeah, number um, number four per DVOA. Now Philly is number six. This is the only matchup this week that features in the very small sample that we've seen of three weeks a top ten offense and top ten defense both sides of the field yeah i'm taking jacksonville with the points what the eagles are doing is awesome it's a ton of fun this should be a good game there's clearly a buy-in i mean peterson peterson ragdolled fucking staley (laughs) like ragdolled him okay staley's done some dumb things and i'm real fucking pissed about a lot of it about a lot of it and i'm starting to see through a lot of it but he didn't get like I don't even recall a game in which we got ragdolled um, 
like that ever to I'm be honest I, i'm trying to think of like the last bad chargers loss that patriots like 45 nothing the 45 game. nothing yeah but he called it the greatest game in patriots well that got lynn fucking fired and there might be a game in a month and a half from now that i'll call the same if it's the death nail in in this one who's a better coach chef is it anthony lynn or brandon staley they they kind of turn I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's a disrespectful to both the Eagles and the Jaguars to be doing this in their shine right now. Um, I'm not, a, I don't, I don't know the media. I fucking bought in fully to Staley. Cause I came from a land of me, myself, like a conservative pussy. I grew up thinking three yards on first down was good enough. Three yards on second down was good enough and find your tight end for five on third down and move the sticks. That's what happens when you grow up with Marty Ball, then Norvell, and then Mike McCoy. Okay? You just... And all I asked for was something new and fresh and different and, like, what might be the future. So I fought full in to Staley. But you, you got bullied by the fucking media. It sounds now he became Anthony Lynn. Tim, it sounds like Jeff is very upset at the crooked left wing media. It does sound like that, but no. he hasn't. He hasn't got a nickname for Staley yet. That's what we'll oh, know. You want to Staley... know something? I've been thinking about it because you know, since me too, I'm not allowed. <laughs> but McCoy became Allen pretty quick. And Anthony Lynn, it took his third game till he was Octavia Spencer. And I've been thinking about this one for a while, but Staley actually never truly pissed me off. Even when the fourth downs didn't go, like, fighting to win, I didn't, I don't know. I, You could fight to win and lose, and I'm not going to get on you. But now you're just being stupid, so you want to know something? And I guess, right, since we've gotten a little more politically correct, since my last coach got a nickname that maybe we'll just keep it male because i don't know it's offensive to pick another female apparently so i don't know like johnny knoxville's who i see when i look at his fucking face these days to be honest i mean he looks like a mix between johnny knoxville and pat mayo i'm not gonna lie to you i'm looking at him right now okay maybe and here's the thing like we're in the dumps right now and i'm calling him a fucking idiot but i've called my best friends in the world a fucking idiot and we're still best friends so that doesn't mean we can't like get through this yeah, but I, I am I, I do it to tim I on this am, show every single week <laughs> yeah exactly so that at doesn't least mean once like, a week like if somehow i'm lucky enough to find a light at the tunnel here you know we can hug it out we'll be okay but i don't like anything and uh, why am i you don't like your QB taking shots down 28 with broken ribs no i don't want to be doing this right now in someone else's game like good teams, but you got me. <laughs> don't don't worry. The, the the one Jags fan's not gonna worry. I like him. <laughs> no, he's a he's a he's loyal. We have a Jags fan. Do we? Is it that guy yeah, that I used to see at the bar? Yeah, Every no, he takes in all our content. I if I gonna feel bad i can't remember his name but i don't want to butcher it and then it'll come off being worse well how about but this I I, we're I all see you buddy we're, we're taking i'm taking jacksonville you're taking jacksonville the coin is taking jacksonville tim i have no interest in betting on this game i just want to kind of sit back feel the g's like max power take this one in who are you taking 
I like Philadelphia a lot in this game. Philly's on the money line parlay. I think this is a classic spot where everybody has been inflating Jacksonville and making them feel very important and talented, and they're about to get run through an old-fashioned washing machine in this game. I like Philly by quite a bit. Okay. But... I think Jacksonville's defense is good. I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun game, close game. And you're talking about people putting air in, 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 in Jacksonville. What do you mean? The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but like, people have been putting air on the Eagles for weeks. Four weeks before the opening kickoff of week one. The Jags, people are like, oh, Jacksonville, they look great. Look, they just beat the Chargers. People are like ebullient about them. Credit to Pat, who's kind just, of sort of called this and as well with Atlanta. And Atlanta just saying. Records are, are different, but both teams showing um, fight. This has got a Philly smackdown written all over it. All right, Buffalo yeah, and Baltimore. I can't leave this, though. I got to just – did you guys see – you probably didn't. You know you're going to make fun of me. Did you see the media after the game put fucking Staley in a pretzel? No. Absolutely not. I was not one of the six people who watched the Chargers post-game press conference on YouTube repeat or whatever it is that you do to listen to press conferences because they won't let you watch them live anymore. They're asking him about keep like they're asking him about keeping Herbert in the game, and he's like, "Oh, her, it's I don't want to do this." He pretty much said the future. Like all we care about is the future. He contradicted himself with every answer. He's just a moron. And my heart, like Lindsay Theory, I think that's her name from ESPN. She's the only one in that room with a fucking set of balls. Okay. Okay. The other ones are too busy doing taco reviews and are too buddy-buddy with the coach. What about the guy who's the house DJ? Your, your pal. Yeah, he's taco. Oh, he does taco reviews too? He's a, he's a house DJ Chargers reporter and he reviews tacos? I like this guy. Yeah, I think he's a pretentious, like, like he's a pretentious guy, but I'm not in a relationship really to throw stones because I need him. When things get bad, I get the craziest. Somebody has to interpret J.C. Jackson's uh, oblique tweets to you. Don't get me started on that now. <laughs> don't like, I don't like know. He was supposed to play, wasn't he? Don't get me. Ev everything is gone to shit. Like, it's so much worse than even like Tim could have prognosticated. And you know what, Tim? I got to give you credit. You called something right, and people who watch this show know what's coming. Those Circle K chips are the best in Canada. Oh, they're so good. They're, they're the so good. In, I don't know how I ended up grabbing a bag, but they're the best in Canada. Oh, thank you, Jeff. You you know what? People, they're, a un, they're a true undiscovered gem, but they are so yeah. good. I don't know what private label makes them behind that label. But that's up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Got a couple like the little, like the personal size bags. And now I'm on the hunt for like. Oh, the big ones? Like, like where are the big Circle K bags at? Oh, yeah. The, the little ones are just a little yeah. moose boost. I'm sure that's what the audience thought I was going to give you credit for, for calling right. But it I is, don't care. It I'll is, take credit however you want to give it. It is true. Um, but yeah, I'm, everything's gone to shit. I'm not. A, yeah. I got to sit through 14 more weeks of this goddamn nightmare right now.
Buffalo at Baltimore. Game I'm very intrigued in. The Ravens are three and a half point dogs at home against the Bills. 51 and a half is the over-under. I don't know which side I like in this game, but I most certainly like the over. I feel like Buffalo's performance last week got them kind of, yeah, they're kind of clipped this number down because all the Ravens do is score a ton of points and give up a ton of points. And Buffalo's still going to score a ton of points. So, and it doesn't seem like anyone in their secondary can do anything because they're all dead at this point they're, they have ghost dbs out there i don't know if that works much like ghost dad probably not probably not a great thing if that was the case but i just seems like lamar is going to go over the top in the way that the tua couldn't outside of that one play and it's going to be the same on the other side for josh allen now watch this game be like seven three or something like that i i honestly don't think this spread matters six and a half and under because these teams will be able to score touchdowns, not necessarily exactly when they want to, but they're going to be able to score them long and quick, which is not a mix you usually see, especially in this biz. But if it's six and a half, three and a half, I don't think it really matters. I'm going to stick with the Bills, Tim. I love Buffalo here. Oh, they're God. on the oh, parlay as well. Uh, I just think this is a spot where if, if Buffalo is the great team that people proclaim that it is, they don't lose two big, they don't lose two games in a row like this. Uh, they bounce back and prove their mettle, and they and they win this game, and they win it uh, decently. This is a formidable challenge. Baltimore is not an easy spot. I I would I would don't agree with you on the over. I think this game probably goes under, as just about every NFL game does these days. I really think that it's going to be a hard, similar to that playoff game these two teams played uh, last year or two years ago. It was like ten to three or whatever it was. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard fought nose to nose type of game that Buffalo finds a way to grind out and, and win. Um, that's what I think will happen. Uh, I'm frustrated about last week. I was right. This is a soft team, this Buffalo Bills team. The slightest bit of adversity pushes against them, and they collapse like a house of cards. So I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt here and go back on them again and say, if this team is really a prohibitive AFC favorite to win the Super Bowl, then they should have no trouble taking care of Baltimore in this game. Baltimore doesn't have the receivers. They don't have the, the playmakers that Miami has, at least in terms of receivers. So let's go with Buffalo. Let's give them uh, the, the benefit here, and let's put them on the parlay. Make it a round of Buffalo, Jeff? Yeah, it's going to be a round of Buffalo. Uh, and I like a lot of the reasons both of you guys pointed out for this one. I will say, though, my jaw dropped when I saw the disrespect being given this game and the disrespect that i guess was given this game months ago but it didn't dawn on me though yesterday a 1 p.m cbs label beside lamar and allen the league should be embarrassed i mean that this game deserves so much more yeah but where 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 where, where do you put it though like do you you sacrifice it on thursday night because you do have like the super bowl losers playing Tua. well this cbs this week has green bay and new england as their big sunday evening evening and and then you have kansas city and tampa as a prime time and then the rams and 49ers the nfc championship rematch from last year like i can see how it's this is just the wrong week for this game to be happening yeah then i guess uh, the wrong the wrong week i'd be i wouldn't be shocked if they freaking even didn't if they have nance and romo going to green bay they will oh they will they will 100 (laughs) percent. so yeah i stand by like the insane disrespect it feels like this game is getting i like buffalo almost for the simplistic nature of tim's um 
breakdown is I believe in Buffalo. They're I due. I kind of believe. What? Because they're due to win because they lost last week. Uh, no, but it's a it's a team that I believe everything about them. And yeah, awful loss. I'm expecting a really big performance. I think they are as good as I think Baltimore is. And that was an easy one last week for a lot of people. I think we all had that one. Um, Buffalo's in a different class than Baltimore. And it's not going to be 90 degrees. And Buffalo will be able to go up and down the field. The same way it looked like the Patriots could. Okay, moving on. Seattle at Detroit. Detroit opened up as a bigger favorite than we see at the moment, but they're currently plus, or sorry, Detroit's minus four and a half. That's in 50 is the over-under. I really like the Seahawks in this game. The Lions are good. They can definitely score. They cannot play defense. And the Seahawks... I don't think that their offense is as bad as maybe it's being made out to be. Maybe Denver's defense is really good. They were able to put up points on a bad Atlanta defense. Detroit defense is no better than Atlanta's defense. And just we've seen it with Detroit. Their games go one of two ways. Either they get behind by a bunch, storm back and cover the spread, or they're out to a big lead and allow the other team to come back and cover their – they didn't cover the spread. They ended up losing the game outright. But now asking Detroit to – you know, be four and a half point favorites. I agree that they're better than Seattle. It just seems like too many points to me. So I will be taking the Seattle Seahawks in this game, Jeff. I'm going to play the other side. I'm going to lay these points, which is probably a really scary proposition as I don't think Detroit, there's a team in the league giving up more points per game than Detroit. So I'm asking them to cover and they give up 31 points a game on average, which is last in, in football. But Seattle's the worst rushing defense, it feels like, in football at the moment, or at least one of the worst. And it's that whole West Coast to East on 1 o'clock, and it's, I don't know, just different directions with these teams. Um, yeah, buy-in. I'll take De- I'll take Detroit in this one. And while we're on this game, I hope I'm not calling out you, Pat, because you're above all these guys and you do, like, such great work. But I don't know. I find it so embarrassing, some of this waiver wire content that's like, oh, it's uh, Jamal Williams available in 40% Yahoo leagues. Go get him. Yeah, that's me. That's me. You're, you're talking about me. No one who's watching your show is in a league that has Jamal. Yeah, no, no, right. no, no, it's no, self, no, no, It's no. self-evident. You guys, it's, it's, you, it's you, you guys have no idea how content works, do you? Who do you think watches the Waiver Wire show that I do? Do you think it's people tuning into this show? Absolutely not. The way, the reason that Waiver Wire stuff exists is because it's the people who don't know anything about fantasy. They're the ones, anyone who's been in a league for more than a year knows how to do their own waivers. That's fine. It's great SEO. It brings in people into the web and it gets a ton of clicks because people are constantly looking for it. It is the way to trap in new people into the web of the other content that you do. That's why people do it. The guys that can pick up Jamal Williams are in a pool with three people, and their fifth running back is AJ <laughs> Dillon. They don't even need Jamal Williams. Jeff's right about that. He is right about that. I mean, I I can assure you, and so can my bank account, that you're no, both I, wrong. I, I'm not going to debate Pat on this. I'm just saying the only people with Jamal Williams available are in a league with like their cousin and their dad. Yeah, and their the, the kind of person that would Google waiver wire pickups and click on something. 
Yeah, sure. No, that's all I'm saying. So it's like in bear. It's whatever. It, whatever. Hey, no. listen. I, so I've been. I, be I've right. been. I've been doing the. I've been doing the waiver. I've been doing the waiver. Oh, you shut money. the fuck up! I've been doing this now. The waiver column for thirteen years. Money. I agree. It makes you money, and it's still the most trafficked like, article that from, I do. I'm not debating that it it doesn't get you clicks or makes you money. I'm not debating that. So you're debating that it shouldn't exist be because right you because that- because you know so much about football that other people should oh too is what you're saying that people who are just becoming fans of things you have no time for them that there should not be content for them only content for you no it's not what then I what said. then what are you saying what I am saying is the people who have Jamal I thought he was going to get up and walk away there for a second <laughs> I was never, what I was going to do what. When you adjusted your chair, I thought you were just going to get up and walk away from the mic. <laughs> no, the people, whatever, y'all do it. You get your clicks. I'm not saying it's not profitable. I wouldn't debate any of that with you for a second. I wouldn't even engage in that argument with you. But you're calling content that I'm doing very embarrassing. Jeff's saying, and I think he's right, that the people for now whom I'm wrong. Jeff, Jamal I'm Williams, about this the people now. for whom Jamal Williams is available they're in such a league that's so shallow that they are so deep that they already have running backs better than Jamal Williams. And they don't need to go find that person. On the I way guess Tim did make my point, but now that Tim's agreeing with me, I probably am dead wrong. Well, so. Paul, Paul has something to add in on this. Uh-oh. I'm in a league with my buddies. They're complete morons. Um, there's only eight teams. So I looked to go see if Jamal Williams was available. Got aside with Jeff. He was not available in that league, not. which I mean, we're all Pat's not wrong. Pat's point is one hundred and fifty percent right. Also, though, I like I. I think you're both right. Yeah. Who do, you, who do you think that the waiver wire show is for exactly? When people do these articles, who do you think that is for? I have no idea. I don't know. I just I'm download in a deep and league. I could still use waiver wire advice, even if I'm in a league where players are drafted. Like that are supposed to be. So, so here becomes the conundrum, and it's something that I've had to deal with for ages. So Jamal Williams is available in more than forty percent of leagues. I don't know who the fuck's available in your league. All I can go by is the amount that they're owned. So if my barrier is sixty percent, fifty percent ownership, whatever it is, and he comes in underneath of that, how am I not supposed to have him at number one? I guess I think Jeff's point is like when you say, "Oh, Jamal Williams is available in forty percent leagues, go grab him." It's like the guy who writes a golf column and says, oh, avoid Jim Furyk this week. I think he's a bad play in DraftKings. Yeah, it's like when I made fun of that article that said, don't pick Tiger Woods to Correct. win the Masters. Correct. I think that's exactly what you're trying to I said. I think you're both right. You're almost kind of talking past each other. I'm not. You, I agree you, with you, Pat, you, you guys I would just argue sound, with him You guys about just sound like I, very bad, like football elitists is all I'm saying. You're trying to well, get Paul you're, you're provided trying, us some evidence to the point that Jeff was making. What, that Paul's one league, this was the thing? That's a pretty shallow league. Well, anyway. When you do sample sizes, like when you say all Dolphins <laughs> fans are crazy because you talk to your dad, like well, what's the like, what, 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 what is a good sample? Yeah, the other one that you talked to told you you're a fucking moron. No, I talked to several others. I'll let you know that. Give me names. Well, our friend's brother-in-law is a Dolphins fan. Our the Elon is a Dolphins. Yeah, fan. and how many of them told you that they were buying tickets to Glendale? Uh, just my father said that. But that's all Dolphins fans, according to you. I don't the, even think the other Dolphins ones that fans you think to. they're better than the Bills. They don't. <laughs> to, literally today, they were power ranked as the number one team in the NFL. And when I pushed back on that, I got nothing but... You know what? I 
just like Jeff didn't want to waste time talking with the Dolphins or the Chargers in an Eagle section, I don't want to talk with the Dolphins anymore. Like, let's consign them to Thursday, and then I can have fun with them next week. Who are you picking in Seattle and Detroit? Oh, okay. So as much, I mean, Detroit's 3-0 against the spread. Detroit is a phenomenal team to take when they're an underdog. You want nothing to do with them when they're a favorite, uh, particularly laying more than a field goal. I like Seattle here. Lions probably win the game by three. I could see Seattle just outright winning this game as well. Detroit's... It, I don't think so. Well, your boy, your, so. your boy might not be playing. Amon Ra might be hurt. <laughs> Maybe, but like I just don't think Seattle has the firepower to score enough to win, and I, the Lions do. Although, I don't like the Swift injury. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a game that... They, a, a great, exciting game. Lions win by three and don't cover. Seattle made Mariota look incredible. Mariota has looked incredible every week this season. Well, that's the opinion of some people on the Thursday show, but not the opinion of other people on the Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob's defensive. Why do you think Carolina is better than Atlanta? It's just look at the roster. It's like, okay, I looked at it. What now? And nothing. <laughs> no follow-up to that. <laughs> like, the Atlanta offense has been great. It's like a top-five offense right now, uh, and it's wildly efficient. Now, they've been playing some. Actually, they played, I guess, the Rams and New Orleans. They actually played two pretty good defenses. Yeah. Their defense is putrid, mind yeah. you, but... I actually find that their offense is quite good. Uh, and they I sco- watch foot. Swear, I watch football, and I'm like, wow. Like Pat was, we're like all over Atlanta, all over Jacksonville is like the teams that are considered horrible, who might be better than decent this year. Like that's what I. That's all that comes to my mind as I watch those teams make great plays consistently. Unfortunately, Atlanta's still one and two with their record, and I have a big yeah. bet against the Bears under, and the Bears are two and one. So that's not great news for me. Tennessee and Indy. This is shortlist super lock for me. I can't tell you how much I love Tennessee in this game. I know the Colts always like ragdoll them, and the Colts' run defense is excellent right now. Three and a half is too many points for this awful Colts team. Even we all picked the Colts last week. Every sharp person I knew picked the Colts last week. The Colts should have lost that game by 3,000 points against Kansas City. They were horrible in that game. Like, it's one thing to say, like, Miami got a cheap win and cover against Buffalo, but at least they caused real problems to the Bills' offense and gave them different looks. The Colts were just like, we're just going to stand here and Kansas City's going to lose this game by themselves. Tennessee rebounded nicely. I still don't think Tennessee's good. I just think the Colts might be terrible. And I will gladly, Tim, take the three and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. That game was... That Chiefs-Colts game was Dredderick Tatum loses to Homer because of a heart defect. Uh, that's the only way that the Colts could have won that. Like, that's essentially what that game was. Because the Colts didn't try. Or sorry, the Chiefs sorry, did not try. It didn't seem like they were invested at all in the game. Like the, It was very bizarre. Uh, they looked just yeah disinterested, I suppose is the best way to put it. Or uninterested. Um, uh, yeah, if you're laying three and a half with the Colts, uh, I think you need to have your head examined. I like the Titans here. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the one case for Indy, and we saw this last week as it pertained to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who finished with more touchdowns than rushing yards. The rush defense is excellent. Second best in the league right now. It was excellent a year ago. Slowing down Derrick Henry is something they can do. But when it comes to the passing attacks of these teams right now, I think the Titans can actually take advantage, Jeff. And the Titans, the score didn't indicate how much of a lopsided game it felt like that Titans-Raiders game was last week. So... I don't know whether it's been happening a lot today, but I also agree with you guys on the Titans, and this would contradict my division lean or my Titans to miss the playoffs. Uh, 
prop. So I guess I'm concerned on that. But Pat, the Titans have also owned the Colts. I feel like you mentioned the Colts. Oh, is, like, is, is, it, is, is it the other way around? I know one of these teams dominates yeah. the other one. Is it Titans so always it beat the Colts? Is, oh, it's even better. the Titans who just seem to own the Colts in this Vrabel-Frank-Reich matchup that in some ways is been very similar to um i guess up until that nfc title game last year that kyle shanahan sean mcveigh matchup but this one has been lopsided incredibly to uh vrabel and the titans colts just feel like a disaster the titans as underdogs kind of feels like right where you want to play them yeah how dare you lay three their monday night law like that monday night beatdown in the bills home opener I can give you a total free pass for like when I'm dissecting, dissecting your team or how good or bad I think you are. But I also think you can have a positive influence where it's like, it slaps you across the face. If you're the Titans and say, okay, like we need to get in gear here. We're and two and like things are quickly falling up and they, they, they assert themselves at home against the Raiders. Like you said that they played much better than that score indicated. And now they're being, laid over a field goal in Indianapolis. Uh, man, oh man, that, incredibly disrespectful. The Titans have to be the side here. Chargers? Jack Leonard, they make it like he's going to play every week, and then he doesn't play. Yeah, he's like J.C. Jackson. Fuck, you're right. But Leonard doesn't, like, cryptically tweet about things, about why he's not playing. No, J.C. play. I don't know, man. I'm just, it's a disaster. Chargers and Houston oh, is up next. Oh, fun, fun one to talk about here. Poor Houston. <laughs> you know, Houston is a four. Lot... Okay, you go ahead then. I'll introduce the game afterwards. I kind of feel bad for my mother-in-law. <laughs> because the last time I saw her was the day we lost to Houston last year. That, like, I was a mess. I could have walked into the Pacific. Or... No, the Atlantic. Wow. <laughs> and then she gets to experience me again on Rosh Hashanah losing to 28 as 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 Slater, the third best left tackle in football in Bosa. They don't like go to the sidelines. They walk right to the underground. <laughs> Never good. Never go right straight to the tunnel because it's bad. So bless her soul. Like they couldn't make the times I have to see her when like I can be happy and the nice me. You can intro the game now. Houston is f an underdog at home. They're a home dog against these mighty chargers. Four and a half. This open at six down to four and a half. Uh, you mentioned the key thing that I'm looking at here. Uh, Slater is out and Houston has a top five pass rush in football. They might yeah, drop Herbert here. Badly. Now, listen, could the Chargers be fine? Keenan Allen's going to be back. Yeah, absolutely they can. Uh, Houston is still undefeated against the spread after their push last week in a game that I was convinced that was going to end in a tie until Davis Mills went full Davis Mills. And that's the issue here, Doug. If Davis Mills plays anything like he did a week ago, the Chargers' defense is still good enough. They might take him back to the house twice, and it's game over. I'm going to go with Houston at home, though, and go with the four and a half. I just think that defense drops Herbert a bunch, and if things don't look great, we might get Chase Daniel in this game. Tim. Yeah, uh, very well said. I'm concerned, to say the least. It's a lot of points right now, given the circumstances. Keenan Allen is supposed to be practicing this week. Is he going to play? We'll see. I've got my doubts. They lost Guyton, who I thought 
is an important part of that offense. He's gone well, I, for the year. I like that you mentioned Guyton, not Bosa. Well, Jeff already mentioned both Bosa and Slater. Uh, Slater done for the year. Bosa with a groin injury, like like it's going to take time. Like they're not rushing him back. It's a tough spot now. The Texans. Uh, anyway, I, I made the prediction on the on the Hammer Show last week that I really liked the, the idea of the Texans making the playoffs. Well, last week's game would have been a nice uh, boost to that. Uh, you know, maybe I'll get this game and not the other. I don't know. Kind of like the Texans in this game. I kind of like them outright. Worried, worried for you, Jeff. I think this could be. Uh, this is the this is the soft part of the schedule, and you could be. Now the merciful part is that Denver is garbage, and the Raiders are in trouble. So like you still have life, even if uh, this game goes badly, if people get healthy. But like, yeah, it's it's tough. It's looking very dire. It's getting dark. I like the Texans against the spread here. I think that plus 190 or whatever, probably be closer to 200 by game time. I think that's probably a, a pretty reasonable bet. They lose this game, they could just shut Herbert down. Like, there'd honestly be no reason to play him. Uh, but they played him down 28 fucking points to the Jaguars because he, he wanted to. Who gives a shit? You're the coach. Like, I'm 40. I'm a man. Be the man. Like, Herbert wants to. He's tough. He's a kid. He's a teammate. You know, whatever. That's fine. We all saw how tough he was on Thursday. But you just take him out of the fucking game. And if he's mad at you for 20 minutes, he'll get over it. Like, I, I'm, in, I'm in awe that that occurred. Storm Norton's at left tackle. Corey Lindsley is out. My right tackle is out. Herbert is injured. I watch him throw. Like, all I'm looking at when he throws, I'm trying to, like, see his face. When they show a replay of a play, I'm just trying to see his face. I'm trying to see, like, if he sh he show He's hurt. So now the O-line is to shit. And if he was healthy and could be his wizardry... I could maybe be excited that he can move the pocket and do things, but not like he's hurt. It's all ever. It's like, it's everything that was supposed to be exciting is over. Like everyone's Bosa, Lindsley, JC Jackson, Slater, Keenan Allen, Herbert. Where does it end on Thursday night? I said a prayer when Amazon went to commercial to save him to save him and subsequently save me. I did not know the fine print included. I was giving the whole kingdom and not to say I wouldn't have to save him, but it's, I don't know. They could lose this game. And like, if we're healthy, I would have like a month ago, you, I would have told you it would be a 12 point favorite. I, we could lose the game. You're taking, okay. I want to go to Cleveland next week. I, I haven't booked a ticket, Like fuck that. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm not going to watch you be a fucking dumbass. So you're taking the charge? I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Like, I feel like so bad for you, Jeff. Your friends from college. I take no joy in this. This is sad. I feel bad for you. I want the Chargers just to be okay. And be I'm healthy. never going to get excited again. Oh, look, I, I've said I'm the not. same thing. 
And, and I believe that, that I'm not. I'm not going to get excited again. I was too excited this offseason. I'm never going to let them do that again, ever. Ever. Nope. I understand why you need to say that, and I believe that you believe. No, we have a we we are like we are on the essentially it's like a Matt Stafford Detroit era that we're on the precipice of here. But with better yeah. teams on like in spreadsheets. You run the spreadsheets. Love the Chargers. No, I don't even know. Detroit had fun teams. They had Calvin Johnson. They didn't even win a playoff game. Hmm. Like, that's insane. We'll do the same thing. We don't even have Calvin Johnson. So you're taking the Chargers, minus four and a half? That's your pick? Yeah, this is a hinge game. Oh, hinge game. You're really yeah. trying to – I'm not going to get excited again. Hinge game. You're really coming for that custy, pal. No, I haven't been. They have not. They have wow. not. My game's a hinge game. You stole my words. <laughs> no, they have my not. My game's Jeff. a hinge game. They have not, crip, like, they have not. I don't think since I've known you that they've done this one to me. Yeah. Yeah, no. Fuck them. Oh, my goodness. All right. Cleveland at my Atlanta Falcons. It's only a point and a half. The Falcons are still dogs at home, but it's not by much. It opened at two and a half. 49 and a half is the total right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. I do like the over in this game. I don't think that on paper, it's funny. The Browns defense on paper is a lot like the Chargers, just normally on paper. It's really built up to be really good. And like when you watch it, it's like, yeah, they're not really not that good at all. They get a bit of pressure. Miles Garrett was just involved swerving out of the way of an animal and rolled his car over. So I have no idea if he's going to be playing at this point. Screw it. Falcons 3-0 and against the spread. Let's make it 4-0, and Tim. I think that they are going to be perpetually undervalued to the point of the season where it flips, and then you'll want to bet against them every single week. Jeff, it's a lot like we saw. Remember that year that I rode Minnesota every week and they were sort of like 8-0 and oh. against the spread? They were just undervalued by two, three points every single week until it flipped and they lost every game against the spread. Atlanta is that team this year. I'm sorry. You called on Tim first, then you went to me. I'm I'm just I haven't recuperated from All right, whatever. So, so the Tim, fog I'm, in the I'm taking Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta too. I'm right there with you. You've sold me, and they've been playing. They're they're fun. They're fun to watch. The Browns are, are not fun to watch. I don't like that the Browns are coming off a mini buy. But honestly, I thought the spread would be bigger. I really did. I think Atlanta's getting a pr- very fair line here. Um. But this is the way to go. I think Atlanta's going to win the football game, and yeah. I'll take the point and a half. I, I do worry that the Browns run 48,000 times and cannot be stopped on the They, sh- they should. Atlanta's defense They should is try bad. to run. But the, the big thing with Atlanta so far, even against good defenses, even when they got down against the Rams, and Jeff, I will go to you after this one, is that they score a bunch of points. And against the Browns with Jacoby Brissett, like, we've already seen them lose to the Jets because they do something completely moronic that I feel like the Atlanta is going to linger in this game long enough that they will have a chance to win at the end. Whether they do or not, I don't know. And if they don't, they probably don't cover the spread. But I'll take it that they probably put up 30 in this game, and that's probably good enough. I got to admit, I've been so impressed with um, Jacoby Brissett through the early part of the season and just the Browns' ability to run the football. Do you have heartburn? uh, no, just something just happened there as I was talking. I yeah, maybe I do. I like the Browns. Uh, Atlanta seems like the obvious pick, but it's you said it. The Browns are the best rushing team in the league, and they can just dominate and control 
a game that way. And so long as their defense plays to half their talent, I think they'll be fine here. Jets at Pittsburgh. It appears like Zach Wilson will return in week four, and his new special starts next week on Pornhub. It's called Zach Wilson, Milf Hunter. And that's why he missed the first three weeks, because he had a two-week injury that took him eight weeks to come back from. You want to talk about soft, Tim? Come on, the Bill soft? What about this asshole? I'm not going to dignify any of that with a response. Uh, this spread is off. Mitch Trubisky shouldn't be laying three and a half points into anybody. The Jets are frisky. They get Zach back. I'm very excited. Like this is an actual hinge game on the season for the Jets. There, yes, I'm. I, I, I too am distracted by Jeff looking for spectacles or whatever it is that he's searching for. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a hinge game. This is Zach's debut against a very soft opponent uh, in a in a tough place, granted, but a soft opponent. His receivers have looked good. Uh, Garrett Wilson has looked like everything that he was promised to be. Uh, Elijah Moore has been coming alive in the last couple of weeks. Ha- has the Elijah Titans. Moore, hold on, has Elijah yeah, Moore been I, coming I alive? I saw that in passing somewhere in the stats that he's been excellent this season at getting open on routes. <laughs> uh, I wish I could quote exactly where I saw that, but I did. Uh, he's, uh, the, the tight ends have been playing well. The running game, that Brees Hall, and, uh, and Michael Carter combo is pretty like the Jets have given him an opportunity to play decent football. Now, the question will be, can he capitalize? How is he is he able to do the things that Flacco couldn't do the last three weeks? Move the pocket, move around, make those sort of creative throws with that arm. Uh, it's all there. Like Pittsburgh's a great opponent to take this on with. Uh, it's too many points. It should be Steelers by two and a half, not three and a half. So the Jets have got to be the play here. I think the Jets, they said it's a hinge. The Jets win this game. They have Miami next week. They'll probably win that. And then, like, we're off to the races with some interesting games. But I don't like the fact that back-to-back weeks, Jets this weekend, next week, have to play teams coming off mini-buys. That's garbage. Like, let's just try to put this, a stick in the spokes of the Jets' wheels right off the bat, I guess. That's that's the plan. Uh, but I think we're going to be able to overcome it this week. Uh, I think the Jets will probably win, but if not, it's going to be super close. And the three and a half is too many points. I was inclined to agree with you. Three and a half just seems like a really, there's a lot of like less than four point spreads this week. So a lot of coin flip situations. Let's see what the coin has to say about this. Pittsburgh. I'll go with the coin and go with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, weirdly, like Trubisky's been terrible. Their offense hasn't been all that bad. It's been very like middling and very average. And the worst unit in this game is the Jets defense. The Jets defense is pathetic. It hasn't played up to its potential. Although I thought it did a fine job against Baltimore, and I thought it was respectable last week. Uh, I mean, I mean, in particular, like Sauce has played. Yeah, but, he, but here's the thing: like you, you say that they're looking respectable, but it's not played to its potential. In, in, but it's in not these games where they look "quote unquote" respectable, I think they're what giving up at least 25 points a game. Yeah, like obviously they're not playing nearly to their potential. I, no one will dispute that. I, least of all, will dispute that. But. You know, I just don't think Pittsburgh has the horses to take advantage, and I think that they've got a lot of problems, and I think it's a bad line. It should, like I said, it should be two and a half, not three and a half. I think there's tremendous value on, on New York here. Jeff, did you find whatever treasure you were hunting for underneath that desk? <laughs> no. Uh, if Zach Wilson is good, Jets are, could be in for a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That offense could be a lot of fun. We have shiny new bikes all over the place. 
to ride around on. He just has to be able to drive them. Oh, my goodness, we've got talent. But it's all dependent on Zach. If Zach's good, there ain't no stopping us. But if he's not good, we have real problems. So that's why it's a hinge game. We need to see it. Like Jeff said, we need to see how great and prolific this offense can be because we put the tools around. Now it's time for him to, to pick them up and use them. Who are you taking, I like Jeff? the Jets. I, I like, like the, the Jets. Jets here. I think it's a really good spot for the Jets. I think the Jets uh, in some ways come out like with uh, a lot of – like uh, they're getting Zach back. I, that I hat, I that hat is going to be flying around the studio Sunday night. I I'm can promise you that. You'll see the hat on on Sunday night. You'll see the hat. Zach looking good, and it being his first start, and you proclaiming the ceiling is coming, baby. Let's go. Woo! So Pittsburgh for the coin, and myself the Jets for you two. So the, both Jets fans pick the Jets. I see how it is. Washington, a, a battle of a couple preeminent AFC franchises. It's They're, true. Washington at Dallas. For the the numbers, Washington's the worst team in football. Did you know that, Tim? I wouldn't dispute that for one second. They're they're three-point dogs in Dallas. Dallas coming off the Monday night win. Cooper Rush now undefeated still in his career. 3-0. I think this really gives him playing. I was talking about like controversy. You want to talk about like clickbait. That's clickbait. When Dak is ready to come back, Dak is the quarterback. It's nice to know that you have a backup. But I do think this buys Dak time to actually get healthy. Well, you don't see a situation like we saw in Seattle last year when Wilson hurt his thumb and then you know, he drank his like magic concussion slash thumb healing water and he was like, oh, I'm good in two weeks. Don't worry about it. And then he sucked for like four weeks until he started being able to grip the ball again. I think it was good news for Dallas. I just don't know what this Dallas defensive line is going to do to poor Wentz, man. But if he, he might get sacked 20 times. The thing that scares me about it that the Giants just weren't able to do is Washington has real talent on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to playmakers. That Wentz is going to huck it up. He might get picked eight times, but he also might connect with McLaurin or Samuel or Dotson or Thomas down the field. Like, it only takes one or two because it's not like Dallas is going to put up 30. So, I actually, I'm going to take Washington. Go, go Commanders. Yeah. I like the Master and Commanders as well here. Oh, I like that. I, I just uh, – like Cooper Rush winning three straight games is a, is a stretch. And they have trouble. Even we saw it last night. They have trouble scoring. Like, they still rely on Ezekiel Elliott to do stuff. Who's trash. Can't play anymore. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a fu- an interesting. I mean, you talk about preeminent NFC franchises. Then these are two of the most, if not the most. Uh, Washington and Dallas, great rivalry. I think it's going to be a high-scoring, interesting. Uh, high, I shouldn't say high-scoring. It's going to be a close-scoring, interesting game that allows Washington to cover and maybe win. Jeff, uh, Cooper Rush Cooper Rush under rushing yards is essentially free money at this point. Now it's probably going to hit the over this week, but it's always like two and a half. The guy doesn't run the ball. No. And they even, I don't know, there's some really weird passing and some third and shorts late in that game um, by Kellen Moore. <coughs> you would too if you had Ezekiel Elliott. You wouldn't want to put the ball in his hands. I don't know. He just had two nice runs and then they... Whatever weird that's game. His, that's his. Quote I actually of the picked day. the Giants on the show last week, but this was a game that when it was time to bet, I actually did a flipper on, and and so thankful for Dallas last night. And I'm shocked that all three of us, after last week's results, are going to be on the Commanders. It's like we're trying to be like too smart to be swerved here. 
I I just am not fully buying in to Dallas. I feel like this is the commanders off the nut low. Um, Cooper Rush, like, is he getting three years, 50 million from the Colts this offseason? Yeah, what? is he getting the Matt Flynn deal? <laughs> Good Deserve, for him. Deserves it the way he's playing. I mean, look, this is all the same way we smelled out Indianapolis last week. I think we're trying to find the same truffle to, uh, today with Washington. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. That's a sweep. But that for... Dallas D line might body bag this guy. Yeah, but everyone, yeah. but everyone body bags them. That that just happens every week. <laughs> like that's not a huge advantage here because it was going to happen anyway. So it's a round of com- round of commanders for us. Yeah. Okay, Jeff, turn up your mic too because we got Bears at Giants. This is most definitely the laptop game of the week. Although I can see the overhitting in this game just because these teams are so horrible. 39 is the over. The defense might score that alone on both these sides. The Giants are favored by three. Is Justin Fields horrible or is this just, is he a product of his circumstance, Dan? I think it's mostly a product of his circumstance. It's funny, on DraftKings Sportsbook, this minute is three and a half. So the line has continued to move towards New York, despite their play last night. Um, I like Chicago here. I mean, I think that Fields is talented. I thought that when he came out of college, they just haven't surrounded him with enough pieces. Uh, There's just nobody on this Bears team. How how they've won two games in their first three is remarkable. I think they're going to win three of their first four now. I think that's where this is going. I don't believe in this Giants team. The Giants are not good. Like... Fields is has got his issues, and they don't throw enough. But like I've seen enough of Daniel Jones to know that there's nothing there, uh, not not enough there anyway. Um, this is a silly line. Um, it should be shorter. I like the Bears here again. You just, all you people who laid points with New York last week got eaten, and it's going to happen to you again if you do the same thing. Don't. The Giants are not worth. Don't just. It's either Bears or nothing. In fact, maybe nothing is the way to go here. Uh, save yourself from being involved in this disaster of a game in any way, shape, or form. It's good for your soul. But if you must, Chicago is the play. I'm really torn on this because I see everything that Tim says, and I kind of agree with it. The one big thing that sticks out to me when you kind of assess these defenses, the Bears' pass defense has actually been pretty good. Their rush defense kind of bad, and that's sort of what you don't want if you're playing the Giants because they only got one move to him. It's one guy, and he's going to have to do everything. But he might do everything, so that's kind of terrifying at the same time. I'm not worried about it. I think they're going to bottle him up. Uh, I don't know. I think the weak performance they had in week one is aberrational, but he's not quite that back anymore. So like, I believe. I mean, this, this might be the fastest game in history because it looks like Montgomery may or may not play. So you have Herbert. You have the 28th-ranked run defense in the New York Giants to go along with what – the, what are the Bears here? I think the Bears are 25th in rush defense, like something horrible like that. Yeah, they're 22nd. So they're both bottom 10 in the league in rush defense. Just I don't see any scenario where you want Daniel Jones or Justin Fields throwing even 20 times in this game, Jeff. Which leans, which le- like, that leans the points kind of thing. I got this game as the Giants winning by three. So it puts me in this really weird predicament of, you know, eating that half point for the purposes of this or, or taking Chicago. I'm just going to take the Giants. I do believe they're better team than the Bears. Uh, but this is no interest. They could even, 
the laptop could even be left at home. I won't be asking for it. I, I'm going to go with uh, the coin and Tim and take Chicago here. Just feels like a field goal game to me, and we'll see. Maybe there's like a pick six that determines the fate of these teams. But Chicago's been weirdly frisky. Like I said, their pass defense is pretty good. That limits the amount of damage teams can do against them, and maybe Fields can run around and have a 50-yard touchdown or something like that, or, or an end around to Equinamia St. Brown and just whatever other losers that they have on this team. But yeah, Chicago and the points. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Ah, brings us to the halfway point of the show, although it's probably not the halfway point of the show because I think that we just did like 13 games. So there's nothing <laughs> nothing happening in the afternoon in primetime. And we have the London game, but this brings us to the fourth edition of Cuss Corner Mini. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner, Cuss Corner. <laughs> so there's a lot of things we could discuss. Oh. I mean, we could talk about the hurricane, but I don't have a whole lot interesting to say. I mean, like, I got incredibly lucky. I didn't have a power loss for very long. Uh, and there are people in the region who who were devastated, and I was very fortunate that 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 I wasn't in that circumstance. And I feel deeply for those who are. Uh, I mean, so we could talk about like going through the hurricane, but something that I, I kind of want to talk about something that's a lighter item, but something that's been bothering me, and like this shouldn't bother me. I shouldn't let this affect me, but I can't help it. It makes me feel bad. There's a lot of apps these days, if you're ordering like from fast food in particular, there's a lot of apps with deals that say two can dine for this amount of money. And like that insists or suggests or basically forces me to believe that that it has to be two people who are eating it. But like two can dine, but one will eat. I, you know, I don't think it's I, I actually am like it hurts my feelings when they're like, oh, the two Big Macs, two medium fries, two Diet Cokes, that's for two people. What? No, it's not. It's for me if I want it, if I haven't eaten all day. Okay, look, yeah, I know. It's like 70% of your calorie intake for the day probably. It's not great. But like, if you haven't eaten all day and that's going to be your supper, like, don't say two – like, I don't want to have to at the box say, yeah, I'm going to have the two can dine for $13.95 order. Or if you go to another fast food restaurant where they also have the two can dine for, like to make me verbalize it makes me feel awful because like you're judging me that, oh, well, you should only. But I mean, you go to McDonald's, most people get more than one burger. I know people, in fact, there are people who listen to this show who, like, we all know them, that will get two Diet Cokes or two root beers. On who a do you know that gets two Diet Cokes? Part- 
particularly during like monopoly season so you you're talking about you <laughs> so this uh, this whole thing about oh two can dine for this or I, you know two for the price I, of one on. like I, I, like, I find it hurtful to my feelings because like there's a lot of us out there for whom we're by, two could dine but one will eat not two I like that the, 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 it, it bothers it me the, a lot it is the part the part that bothers you and makes you feel bad is verbalizing that to a person who doesn't care not actually ingesting all that food you must have guts of steel pal. Well, it's like I said, if you haven't eaten all day and that's your supper, I right? mean, whatever, right? Like, it's not unusual for people to go to a fast food restaurant. And, like, there's deals all the time, like two Whoppers for this, two Teen Burgers for this. Like, it's very common to get two sandwiches. And, you know, what's the difference between having two sandwiches and then two sides and two – like, it's quite common for people to do that. So I don't understand why I need to verbalize and say, oh, I'll get the two can ha- eat for thirteen fifty deal, please, when, like – I, I don't want to have to lie to the box either. Cause like two is not going to die. One is going to die. <laughs> don't like you just say it's two of these, two of these and two of these for this price. Don't judge. Don't preconceive who's going to eat what. Cause you don't know. Okay. You just don't know. And like, it makes me feel extraordinarily self-conscious when I come across this and I shouldn't have to deal with that. Like I'm a customer who's paying and it just, it makes me, it's not the biggest thing in the world. I know there's a lot bigger things to worry about, but like, it just gets my goat. It just bothers me. And I think it should stop. Fucking love you. I have no response to this. is just pure <laughs> insane. No you you thought you thought you were gonna win a custody, Jeff? Nope. Wrong. <laughs> really? So you two have never gone to McDonald's <laughs> or Burger King or Dairy Queen or wherever or Harvey's and gotten two burgers. That's really strange. I've gotten it, but I've never felt bad yeah. about verbalizing if- it. Or tapping it into the app, be it the McDonald's app or a food delivery app. Like, I've never, it, I don't understand. It's the whole two can dine thing. It's assuming you did this that it's for years two people. Ago, where you, you complained in a custy, in a cuss corner, about how you're offended when when an item has um, serving. Like, you know, oh, serving sizes. Those are outrageous as well. <laughs> Oh, outrageous. How, how dare you assume what a serving is? What serving for me is and what a serving for someone who's 5'4 and 120 pounds are two separate things. My serving and their serving aren't the same servings. Who are you to tell me what a serving is? But, like, that's different here. It's just like I feel like it It makes a person. It just does. And I try. I can't be the only one who is made to feel very self-conscious. Yeah, well, you know what? Ma- maybe you should feel self... Maybe you're feeling self-conscious about it because you know you should be eating fucking 3,000 calories of McDonald's in one sitting. Look, you know, like, people get hungry, and there's, these are good deals, and if you haven't eaten all day, it's... it's Why are it's you not... What are, what are you doing that you're not eating all day? Sometimes you're just busy, or you're just doing stuff. Really? Don't how think about how it, or... busy do you get that you don't eat? Sometimes I intentionally fast until supper time, or I just don't think to eat, or I just have coffee, or I'm not hungry because I work better on an empty stomach or something. You think you work better on an empty stomach? I always find I'm, I work better. I play golf better. I do a lot of things better on an empty stomach. I find it concentrates my mind. Do you, do you think that it's the empty stomach or the food that you constantly ingest just make you feel like shit all the time? And that's I have why no you idea. might not perform that way. I, I, well, I don't eating, know. What, I don't. what was this deal? It was two fries, two Cokes, two Big Macs, and what? Yeah, that was the that was the deal. It's like that was two the deal. combos for like yeah, it was like two Big Mac combos or like two team burger combos or whatever. Like they have them all the time. But you, it's just you like, actually think the majority of people who get these are are eating for one? I don't know if the majority like are, I would but say I bet you like there's a 90, lot of people. No, the majority, the vast vast majority of people that use those coupons are literally dining for two. 
Or buying food for oh, kids. Oh, great. So now, so that just only makes me feel worse about myself. Well, Paul has great, a question. Paul, Paul has a question. More, more of a statement. I think it like the real problem that we have with all of this is that you're victimizing yourself yeah. in the process. Like, <laughs> stop being a snowflake and just accept the fact that you're eating two people's meals. Yeah. Like, I, I've, no, I've bought I'm those not. meals before, but I didn't, say- I didn't victimize myself. I knew what I was getting myself into. No, it's not two people's meals. Stop that. Stop saying it's two people's <laughs> meals. It's one person's meals if I'm eating it all. It's just one meal then. It's not two people's <laughs> meals. Don't judge. No one's judging it. You're the one who's judging yourself for it. I'm being judged. <laughs> no, you, you literally judged six seconds ago by saying, well, you shouldn't be eating all that food. Shouldn't be. Judging. You think, judging. You think like the, the 17-year-old working at McDonald's who hands you a bag thinks to himself, there goes that fuck eating two meals for one, or he's just literally tossing you the bag because you're one of 1,000 people he's got to no, stare at I and hand sure, a bag to. I am like, sure. Who's judging you? Who's I judging feel you? like I'm being judged. You're I, judging. I you are judging yourself. I'm being forced to like be judge yourself. How, how about this? How about this? When next time you want to go eat two meals instead of one, instead of Stop doing calling the two, it two meals, instead of doing the Stop two for one, because as. Paul said, you're a giant snowflake. Stop calling it that. Okay, then you can stop calling it as well. Just order two fucking combos. Well, yeah, I have no problem saying I'll have a number one combo. Just do that instead. But that's not what the deal is. Go up to the counter. This is what you should do. Go up to the counter. I'm going to have this two for one, and I'll have this, and uh, my wife wants that. No, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to (laughs) lie to the box or lie to the cashier. I'm not going to lie. Well, you think the box is judging you, so lie to it. I don't want to lie. I want to be, I'm just saying, and it's really not a big deal. I appreciate it's not that important, but it just, there's no need to say two can dine when clearly. In many instances, one alone is going to die. You're the outlier. I'm not so sure that I am. You don't think they have market research? It's freaking McDonald's. I wish that if this were the Thursday show, we could ask Cam. I bet you Cam would be on my side. Yeah, nope. that, that's not yeah. a good situation to be in, Tim. And not anymore. Cam's like thin and trim now. Good. Oh, good for yeah. him. Good for him. Hold on a second. Just because, Cam, like, you're right. There is a... Like, guys, you know, 15 to, like, maybe 40, should probably start up well before 40, like, are maybe prone to be able to eat two McDonald's meals. But that's, like, Stop the total. calling them two meals. It's one meal. It's two combos, man. <laughs> Do you get them supersized, too? No, no, that's not the way the deal works. Why don't you just get one and meal? I can't order believe it. you're doing this. Right it before Monopoly. Me. Like, you should be feeling hyped no, about getting no. double the combo. Tim's, I'm, Tim I'm said not he's not playing, playing Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah, he's not playing Monopoly this year. Although, he sent us a text thread of, like, eight separate things on this McDonald's website he was doing about the <laughs> tips on how to win at McDonald's Monopoly. You know what the number one tip, Jeff, is play it early because that's when all the winners come, according to McDonald's website. It said play early and often to maximize your chances of winning, which you know, seems like sound advice. I'm not planning to really play much this year. I mean, I'm not going out of my – I'm really going to discipline myself. I'll get the odd coffee or if you, I get the you, odd You sandwich. sound pretty disciplined that you're crying about the deal for two. Well, I'm not crying. No, I'm not crying about it. I'm just saying when I see that two can dine – I feel extraordinarily self-conscious about that, and yeah, I shouldn't feel but it, that. But way. it also doesn't say that one can't dine, but it says that two can dine. 
Yeah, well... So you're, again, being a main character, just making it about yourself. Not about myself. I'm just... The way it reads to me makes me feel bad about myself. Well, I don't want you to feel bad. And I can't be the only... And I can't... No, no, it's not main character syndrome. It's not about me. No, you think... No, it is about you. I'm giving voice to that silent amount of people who feel the exact same way and don't want to be judged in that way. Judged by... Who? Oh my God! You're you're say you're talking into a box at a drive-through, or ordering from an app. <laughs> like artificial intelligence is judging you. No, it's it's forcing me to judge myself in a way that I shouldn't have to. So are you? Wait, can't are you, you say, just are... tell yourself that you did laundry today and you earned that extra combo? And maybe I did. What if you just woke up in the morning? Then you earned it for yourself, and it is reward. For what you're trying to do. I like that McDonald's is asking you the hard-hitting personal questions these days. <laughs> They're not asking me that. And it's not just them. It's all kinds of places. I but... almost wish we left your rant, like, without a reply. Because it, in- it was amazing. It was incredible, Tim. Paul, you had something else to say? I was just going to say that they probably have it as two can dine because it's, like illegal to advertise it as one meal based on the number of calories it's probably over 2,000 calories which you can't really oh, advertise I doubt it's as that being many. a meal for one person you doubt it's that many it's two sets of fries two big macs and two sodas yeah well the, the diet cokes have zero calories yeah yeah so. but, but you, they don't <laughs> wipe it, those out they don't put it in as diet coke they put it in as coke but if we're putting it in a diet coke which is an option that's available or sprite zero sure, or whatever they, they else can't, you're getting they can't advertise it that way tim well, sure they can. They, they, when they, you they look would, at the McDonald's, well, okay. When you look at the McDonald's, board, here, here, I don't they provide yeah, a on, range of calories. I, I'm Tim Jeff. I'm the expert. I, here. I don't know they how provide, any of this works, but let me tell you how it works. But no, no, they provide a range of calories, and that range of calories actually hinges upon which. No, I understand that. But they can't advertise to the low end. They have to advertise by regulation to the high end. I think they just have to provide both the low end and the high. They have to provide that, but if they're going to advertise it, if let's say Paul is correct and it goes go over a like serving limit of what is you know recommended by doctors and such, that you have to advertise to the high end because people can get that. They don't. If you advertise to the low end, then you're just tricking people into what it might actually could be double that for all we know. Like you don't. Let's say you get Diet Coke and you don't get cheese on your burger. I mean, I don't know even what you're doing going to McDonald's then in the first place. If you're gonna go, go all in. If you're gonna do it and you order two meals for one person, but like, like what if you end up just hey, I want eight barbecue sauce with it. Well, like eight barbecue sauce, is like 300 calories. If that's what you're adding to it too. Sure. I'm not quite sure I know what point you're making here, though. The point is that when they advertise it and say that it has to be for two, if there is a regulation, they have to advertise to the maximum amount of calories. Therefore, they cannot say it is for one person because that's too many calories for one person. Well, then they just that they don't have to say it's for one person either. They can just say two burgers, two fries, two pops for this price. Yeah, but it, then nobody it's, it's, feels it's, shame. It's, it's also marketing, Tim, that hey, here you can dine for two for this price. And I'd look at my oh, wife wow. and be like, "Hey, that's pretty good. We can get we can get a meal each for like 15 bucks. That's awesome." See, I look at that and go, "Oh boy, I feel bad about this." <laughs> feel like that says a lot about you then. <laughs> like I want two Big Macs. I want two fries. Then go I get, want two Then go get two Big Macs and two no, fries. No, I'm not going to. I, yes, I've been shamed out of it. So no, I won't. Shamed by who? You? By everything. Fine, fine. No, you've only shamed yourself. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play Monopoly. I'll be miserable for an entire month, and I won't play. 
and I'll just read all the stories online and on the boards about all the people who are winning and all the hot places they're getting tokens and the prizes and how much fun it is this year, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to self-deny myself this genuine joy of a month, but I'm going to do it then just to prove to everybody. I've got to give you a tip because you know once Monopoly starts, they end with the coops. Yeah, they, for that month. Oh yeah, they certainly so do. they don't they don't hook you know two condines during Monopoly. Like there are no good coupons during Monopoly season, so you better get your two condines in now. And I'm envisioning a Sunday show where Pat's just like ripping and burning Monopolies. Doesn't you know what doesn't bother you, 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 me? You, I'm you, gonna you, show you, re- you really spoiled what I was about to do for next <laughs> week, Jeff. He doesn't have the guts. <laughs> Be perfectly honest, he doesn't have the guts. I won't even look at the fucking stickers before I burn them, Tim. Fine, I'll, don't. I'll, I'll rip them off and just light them on fire in front of you. You don't have the oh guts to do so it. So next week is Jets, Dolphins, and that. Oh, that's like that's that could win an Emmy. When does it start? McDonald's Monopoly. Uh, it's supposed to. Well, it, it, and it's they aren't being as clear about it as they should be, but I believe it should start next Tuesday, which is the fourth of October. So we'll we'll be. We'll do this show next Tuesday, and then we'll be able to talk to Gary and about all this stuff on the following Sunday. Yes, I guess so, and how I've been so well-behaved. <laughs> do whatever you want, man. No, I don't. No, 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 no. I am going to act ascetically and deny myself all of this joy. I'm going to do it. Okay. No, no one's The greater good. Well, no. In the end, I have to make myself, but oh. like... What what yeah. if what if Jeff and I combine we give you a thousand dollars to spend on Monopoly? Well, I mean, I'm not saying no, but you have no, to give it all back. If, but it's like Brewster's Millions. If you don't spend it all, <laughs> you got to give it back. Oh look, I have no issue spending. But you got to eat if, the food too. Well, I, I mean, I don't think I need to eat it all. Yeah, as a part of this, if we're giving you the thousand bucks, you got to eat all the fucking food. No, like you got, you can't just like get the meal and then toss out the meal. You have to make an you effort. Have to like, like give you have it to, to somebody. Finish the sandwich, but you got to make a concerted effort. Like I'm eating this thing. I can't just like give it away to people. No. Grab the sticks. <laughs> Grab the sticks. You know what I mean. Is that code for pull your stickers? Of course it is. You know how it is. No, I, don't, I shouldn't even talk about it. It just makes me jones to want to play, and I'm not going to play. I'm going to behave myself. But this two can dine thing just just really burns me. This only turns out one way, Jeff. Like think about like this is the extent of gambling that Tim likes to do: pulling McDonald's Monopoly stickers. Wait until he discovers slot machines in like ten years. The guy's going to lose all of his money. Tim. I, I like don't slots. Believe him. They're kind of fun. I don't believe him for a second. I don't think he's got the willpower. Tim will sit there eating his McDonald's and he'll spend the entire meal, Pat, staring down the senior citizen couple on the other (laughs) side of the restaurant, wondering if they know they've got stickers. Are they going to pull them? Are they going to throw them in the trash? Like he's consumed. That was me in the past. Absolutely. That is like word for word, beat for beat, exactly what would happen. Like I would eyeball around the store to see who's got basically just money attached to their coffee cup that they're going to toss and like can i get it can i acquire it if they're going to if they're not playing but uh that's that was an old me this is a new me who doesn't play a game that brings joy to millions and Your retirement up will last won't even last as long as brady's
Maybe for- I mean, I, I have visions of my retirement of being that like 88-year-old man who goes to the same McDonald's every single day Tim, and gets the same order Tim, in the same chair Tim, every single Tim, day. It, I, I don't want to be the one to break the bad news for you, but if you're eating meals for two, you're not making it to 88. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you, you keep calling them meals for two. Okay, I, I reject I'll, that premise. I'll, I'll order that for us for the Sunday show. We'll, we'll dine for two. Me and you will split a meal. Well, we well, but we'll have a guest, and that guest will have to have some too. All right, then yeah, we can make it for three then. There's there's enough food for three people. I, I'm sure there is. I'm, I'm, I'm so there's you enough, understood my there, point. There's though, enough right? food for three. That you people, can understand there's how not no, enough for you. No. It's it's kind of presumptive for no. It's not. It's just you're your a fucking point. sad sack, and you know you yeah. shouldn't be eating it, and it's making you feel See, bad. Judging because you want judging. So, you're judging yourself because you know you should. Paul have nailed it. it. Yeah, you bully yourself. Like you, no one is judging you. You created the situation where you know you're grossly overeating, so therefore you kind of feel bad about it. And I say that as a big guy, I've been there. Anyway, my my general my general point stands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have a better topic for this week, but it's just something that occurred to me. Arizona at Carolina, kicking off the late slate of games. They put some real duds here to go up against New England and Green Bay. People love when Paul laughs in the background, by the way. This is what I've heard, that people love Paul's reactions. Do they love when you fucking cut me off as I've already moved on? Actually, yes, they do like that as well. Well, you know what? Your show now, pal. No, we're not going to play this game. Now who's then victimizing stop fucking themselves? Cut me off. No, it, it, you're the host now. You want to be the host, you be the host. You have all the answers. I'll wait. This is where you should do the game as like an impression. Oh, see, that's a good idea, but now I didn't do it organically, so... <laughs> Tried to save you, but that is true. Lucille Ball would have called this game really well. Cardinals at Panthers, dear. Panthers are a two-point favorite. Two and a half. Two and a half points. I can't even read the screen when I'm Lucille Ball. Forty-three is the total. Panthers, as we've said on this show before, is a Ponzi scheme. I like the Cardinals. What do you think, Desi? I don't even know why I'm laughing. Don't tempt me, Tim. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, 
Hey, your coughing's got a lot better since you quit smoking. Oh my god, that was funny. I don't even really know. This is what you get for cutting me off. I'm just going to go on mute. No, you can't go on mute. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, you're good? I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 We can cut all of this out. This is too foolish. Oh, this is going to be very interesting when people click on the Arizona and <laughs> Carolina timestamp four minutes ago to see what we got going on here. Panthers favored by two and a half. 43 is the over-under. Tim has rightfully pointed out, I have called the Panthers a Ponzi scheme in the past, and I am not going to be deterred although the Cardinals seem like they're awful, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to pick the Cardinals plus two and a half, just... Kyler versus Baker, give me Kyler. That's going to be the extent of this. Yeah, so we've spoken about a few games this week, as usual with an NFL card, where the spread just seems so <laughs> We talked about football games on the football game picture. <laughs> no, but I'm, where the spread seems so suspicious. Like, it seems too obvious. And you know Arizona is going to be a publicly backed underdog. Oh, do you? And I, Yeah, I do. Really? You don't think so? No, they've looked like shit for three weeks. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't care. Arizona seems easy, and it seems weird, but I'm taking Arizona. Tim. Yes. Kiss on me, Timbers. <laughs> Give us a pick, quick. Five, four, like three. The Cardinals. Okay, the Cardinals it is. Let's move on to New England. <laughs> at Yeah, the cough came back, man. Do you start smoking again? No, it's just I don't even know why I'm laughing. I don't understand it. It was just the way Jeff reacted to my impression, I guess. When you threw to Desi, I found that funny. I don't know. Yeah, that was it. That's when I, that's when I lost it. <laughs> Green Bay is hosting the Patriots. Green Bay is favored by 10 in this game. 40 and a half is the overrunner. Actually, sorry, 10 and a half. It actually moved in real time down to 10. Patriots money coming in. They need that Brian Hoyas money. Jeff, it was pointed out to me today that Tim actually undercursed Mac Jones into oblivion. That's it. He's uh, he's done for. It's over for him. In which way, other than um, like I know he was very 
very complimentary of Mac Jones this offseason. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones is better than Trevor Lawrence. Patriots are going to win the division. Now it's all just coming home. Oh, that's a shame. I really like the Patriots in this game. Do you still like them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. I think the Patriots are the, are the play in this game. 100%. 100% the Patriots are the play in this game. It's too many points. This Green Bay team has not proven its capacity to score in nearly enough numbers to justify laying over 10 points against the Patriots. And the Patriots have played pretty scrappy against, I mean, they had the Ravens right where they wanted them, and they turned the ball over in the back of the end zone, or they could have won that game. Same with Pittsburgh. Same with uh, uh, Miami. Like, they played close. Uh, this is too many points. I, I like the Patriots here. To give it some credence, these are two of the four worst run defenses so far this season, Jeff, that theoretically, if it's a 10-point spread and all you're doing is running throughout the course of the game, generally speaking, the points are usually the better side. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the points here with Tim as well. I feel like it is just too many points. I feel like the Patriots will find a way to, um, I don't know, sloppy up a game and, and keep it within that number. The the, the Packers are, um, while well, they got time to figure it out, as you said, they're just not um, this high-scoring machine that I want to lay these points with they keep it on the ground they're ultra conservative i think it just stays within the number it's one of the games i'm actually going to be putting real money on i think i'll take the, the 10 plus yeah it's going to be a round of patriots for the i did not expect that when we started this show that the three of us and the coin would be backing the patriots here yeah i mean i think green bay wins but I think he kind of called it. I, I envision this game sort of being a bizarro version of the Thursday night game where I, if I think that the Thursday night game is just going to be like, not sloppy, but like, I don't know, weird turnovers. People don't get fourth downs, an untimely sack. This game has that written all over it too in my mind. So Patriots for me. Denver and Vegas. Vegas is a two and a half point favorite against the Broncos, the winless Las Vegas Raiders. And yes, the Broncos have not looked good whatsoever. It just seems strange to me that the Raiders are, I, I get that they're at home and they're favored by two and a half points, but uh, the Broncos keep winning games in the worst way possible. They should have, they weirdly should be three and oh, despite looking like garbage and easily the best unit in this game. Like Denver's, Denver's defense is real, Jeff, as bad as this offense has looked. And I think their offense will and will get there by midway through the season once everything clicks. But this defense is there now, and it's going to cause real problems to a Raiders team that can't block. I am very excited about this game. It's actually the first AFC West matchup of the season that doesn't involve um, the Chargers and that grossly overrated AFC West. Those teams... Um, I am going to take the Raiders, though. But you're right. I mean, Denver's winning games, but their market appeal it couldn't get worse while they've won these games. Um, And for a better, I guess you could see that as an opportunity, maybe even a buy-in on Denver Futures if you see it how Pat sees it. But I don't, 0-3 Raiders off, off the mat. I'm going to take them at home here. And Tim, like even to look at Vegas through the first two weeks, like they played badly against the Chargers and then almost had a chance to win at the end. They played horrible against Tennessee, almost had a chance to win at the end. And then the opposite happened against Arizona in week two, where they actually played really well and then just gave it away at the end. They're kind of like the AFC Lions, 
where every game they play is just going to be close and come down to the end. And when it comes down to Carr versus Wilson, as bad as Wilson has been, I'll take Wilson. Give me Denver plus two and a half. I'll take Carr. I think the, this is the right line. I think the Raiders and Broncos are relatively even. I might think the Broncos are slightly worse. I don't believe in this Broncos team. I don't believe in their ability to score, move the ball. I think the Raiders will be able to score points. Uh, as good as Denver's defense is, I think the Raiders are going to score 24 points. I'm dubious that Denver can match them. So I'm going to take uh, I'll take Oakland here, but it's going to be a close game. Sunday night, Chiefs at Bucks, Buccaneers. One and a half point dogs at home against the Chiefs. 45 is the total. Mike Evans will be back. No word yet on Julio or Godwin or any of the offensive linemen that the Bucks have out. I want to float this by you, Jeff. I, I've been throwing this out here on a couple shows this week. I want to get your opinion on it. If I was the Buccaneers and all these guys were hurt and, you know, Brady probably is last year, maybe not, we'll see, that they should just sit all their good players out until November 1st because they're still going to win the NFC South anyway. <laughs> just get everyone healthy. I don't hate that suggestion. My lovely six-year-old daughter, um, when I uh, explained to her that daddy was upset because the Chargers got hurt, suggested that the Chargers just give the other team the ball so they don't get hurt, and then they'll have all their players healthy when it's time for the grand finale which is the Super Bowl. But then I had to explain to her, you have to win the games to make it to the grand finale. Um, that could actually work for Tampa, though, because the division and conference are so bad. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Chiefs. Even though Mahomes, are, like you would assume, like Brady, Manning, and even Russell Wilson in his heyday, Pat, had these insane... And Rodgers, like, they'd have these insane ATS records off a loss. They're just like auto, like auto to the window when they lost games. And you'd assume that Mahomes would be in that, well, up for a skill set. You'd think like, oh, he would be the ultimate, you know, bounce back. But he's actually only seven and six ATS off a loss, which could mean nothing. But I was honestly surprised. I was expecting to see some crazy like 10 and 2 ATS off a loss. I'm still taking Mahomes and, and Andy Reid in a game they're saying could be in Minnesota. Yeah, so there's a hurricane going through. A, Ru a Reuben Carter is going to be hitting Florida. Not sure when that's going to happen. I have some hurricane experience. Tim and I just lived through one. Now we're here on the other side, so hopefully everything works out well for the people who are affected by this. Nothing too crazy happens. If it means postponing or moving a football game, it's probably a pretty good thing if that's the worst thing that happens. But does this matter to you, Tim, where this game is at? No, not particularly. I don't know that Tampa has a very big home field advantage, and I don't feel like the Chiefs are any better on the road than in a neutral spot or any more disadvantaged. So it doesn't matter to me a whole lot. I mean, I suppose the spread moves and becomes a Chiefs being a slight favorite if they play this in Miami or Minnesota or wherever. Uh, but I'm going to play Tampa either way. Um I don't, much like when they played in the Super Bowl two years ago, I think the Chiefs are going to struggle to score against this defense. They're going to be able to pressure Mahomes. They're going to make, he's going to make mistakes. The Buccaneers will have enough players back to be able to score. Uh, just a low scoring, sloppy game where I think the Buccaneers prevail like 20 to 17. 
that's kind of where I was at as well. But I can see it flipping the other way, and the Chiefs win like twenty to seventeen or seventeen fourteen. Because in, unless it's funny, they I mean obviously they're going to hang the lines, but till I really know who's back, especially on the offensive line, and if it's only Evans back, like I just worry that Tampa's offense kind of reeks unless they're not necessarily at full go, but like when they're down so many players, like they have one option, it's pass to Fournette or like jam it to Russell Gage. That, that's not a way to win a game. Oh, it was nearly enough to win the game last week when they had nobody that, uh, you know, that, that guy who's looking to take Jamal Williams off the waiver wire would know. Uh, that's who Tampa was playing at receiver, no one they've ever heard of. And they still came within a missed two-point conversion of probably winning that football game. So, Give me Mike Evans and the Chiefs, who have real problems on the defensive side. Just lost to the Colts, for God's sakes. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks are the play here. Pardon my ignorance. Do the Chiefs have real problems on defense? Because the run defense, I feel, has been outstanding. And they're getting big plays from a lot of guys under the radar this you know versus the chargers and Karloftis has been a, a monster out of the second round. i have not been impressed i've not been impressed in the games i've seen them in uh they are sixth against the run 14th against the pass so far this year yeah when you have patrick mahomes that's perfect mm-hmm. for example okay. the jets who are a lock to win this week do you want to know how their splits go i they're, didn't say they were a lock they're 12th against the run and last against the pass. Bad in the well, I could, I, could, I, I, I could see that. They let guys run wide open on them a couple of times in the last three weeks. <clears throat> anyway, the Bucks have to be a play here, I think. It does feel like a low-scoring game. I'll go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay in the under is the way that I would play this if I end up playing it. Then you got Monday night, Rams at Niners. The Niners are favored by two. Make this one easy on myself. Taking Rams plus two. Doesn't look like Trent Williams is going to play. And Jeff, the moment that Trent Williams went out of that game, the Niners were fucking awful. Yeah, they were awful. It's been a sad year for a lot of left tackles. To think of a few. I know Tim's has gone down. Mine has gone down. Trent Williams is down out in Tennessee. Uh, Buddy is down. Jeez. Taylor Rats to whoever gets through the season healthy, I guess, and gets to play in that grand finale. <laughs> um, I really like San Francisco here, as but it's so tough to trust them. The Rams have a lot of problems, like especially on their left side. For the type of problems the 49ers are about to encounter, uh, the Rams got a lot of problems as well. Uh, I'm going to take San Francisco. I don't feel good about it at all, but it's Monday night, so I'm a degen, and I'm going to bet it. Rams. I think San Francisco bullies the heck out of them. The Niners are the last team of the of the money line parlay. Oy. I don't think the Rams have the medal to stand up to what I think is going to be a physically punishing game. <clears throat> An extra week with Garoppolo getting reacclimated with the offense. An extra week. Of everything sort of coming together, and I'm dead on the Rams. It's a like, short week, or never mind, sort of Sunday night. Yeah, it's Sunday night from to Monday night, so not it's not a short week. And like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of the Rams Cardinals game, but I watched a decent amount of the YouTube highlights, and so that gives me <laughs> a little bit of knowledge and insight into that game. And I didn't see anything explosive out of the Rams. I don't know. I'm just I'm cold on them. I like this. I like San Francisco's got. I think this is a got to win game for San Francisco. I'm gonna give it. I'm, I'm, they're gonna win it. Okay, let's wrap this up and get to the overall picks. Tim, we'll start with your free money picks. I don't think I wrote them all down. Was it four teams or five? A four teams? teamer. 
So it's four teamer. Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and San Francisco money line. That's Berlin. right. What Plus four sixty eight. So you're doing that thing where you're trying to dig up again and just trying to get the odds to match how much you're down the year. Just no, no, no. Just the four games I like the best this week. It just uh, it just happens to work. I, and I thought you'd be proud that I didn't throw Green Bay on there for free money because I didn't. Well, you didn't even pick them to cover the spread. I'm. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you wouldn't pick them to win the game on the money line. I, mean, I think they're, they're, like you said, I think they're going to win the game. But... Yeah, but if I don't think that they're going to cover the 10, I don't think I want to lay minus 500 money Which line. Which is why I, I'm not, but I just, I think you should be proud that I didn't. You know what? I am very proud of you. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. So you I'm out. A reward now? Yeah, he's going to get a meal for two. Stop it. So Stop Survivor. It. I no longer get a pick because I am out of this round. Uh, Jeff, who are you taking in Survivor? I mean, I guess I... Oh, I think I've used the Packers, you right? Ha- you, you have both used the Packers, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Tim, do you, do you have a pick, Tim? Yeah, and I, and I don't love it. Well, that's not true. I do love it. Rawr! Bengals. Jesus. Uh, yes. You cannot use the Bengals, Jeff. You used them last week against the Jets. The walking fucking dead. Oh, no. Jeff, don't do this to yourself, man. Oh, I'm going to lose a free roll head-to-head versus you, and then our thing can be over? I don't give a shit. Chargers for Jeff in Survivor. Time to lock in some picks. Can I run my record to 4-0? Oh. That's what the people want to know. I'm hoping that I do. So I'm going to take Tennessee, plus 3.5. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth at myself, not your Tennessee pick. Do you have a super lock? I really like the Bengals, but oh. Tim has made that impossible <laughs> to the point where I don't even know how much I want to bet on the game because I'd rather just be entertained by. Listen, the Chargers suck. I'm happy for any loser franchise having their moment. And I'd be happy for Dolphin fans. And I can enjoy the moment laughing, I guess, at Tim. I'm going to take the Raiders, though. Uh, I don't want to mess with, with Tim on Thursday night. I'm taking the Raiders. Desperation breeds brilliance tim philadelphia minus six and a half really i, I was for yeah. sure, the way that you talked about the Bengals, i was for sure thinking you'd lock them in oh they're right there uh, and they're on the parlay for a reason but i don't know every every fiber of my football watching being says it's going to be like 37 17 philadelphia and that everybody's darling Jacksonville is going to get the uh, wall. Uh, so. as, as Jeff pointed out earlier, I, I think you're really misreading this situation about who the darling is and who isn't in this game. <laughs> I, I Well, maybe I will be proven wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. Philadelphia I mean, just, just crushes game after game. Maybe oh, I'll oh, pick sh- against them uh, when they stop crushing teams. Oh, oh, look, sure. No one's saying that Philadelphia is not the superior team and going to win, but I think you're you're misreading this Jag situation. of like. Uh, I think people are, from, from the bit that I have read and the television coverage I have seen, Jacksonville has been Cinderella this week. People have been p- pumping up the Eagles for weeks. That's nothing new. Like, this is Jacksonville's moment in the sun. So much so that Jeff felt bad about raining on Jacksonville's parade by talking about the Chargers. 
in that segment. So, like for you know, for, for reference, TV- hold on. For reference, the Eagles are eight to one to win the Super Bowl right now. They're tied as second favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Jags are. Let me keep scrolling down here. Sixty to one. <laughs> sure, no one's saying the Jaguars are Super Bowl contender, not yet. But people are like charmed by Jacksonville and their performance the last two weeks. Oh, their people! Oh, football fans are excited that Trevor Lawrence may have played the best game of his career. And he did. He's been playing great. I stand by it, though. I think Philly's uh, just going to deflate them. They've played three fantastic games and disassembled three teams. Sure, uh, there's a I'm reason. There's the reason that they're the second biggest favorite of the week. I think they're the smart play too. They're my super lock. Okay, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Reminder, you can always get the show early, full of gig fits and everything, if you subscribe to the newsletter. You can play in the DraftKings, DraftKings Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. That's down there as well. Smash a like and sub to the channel on the way out too. Thank you to Jeff Feinberg. Thank you to Paul Shaughnessy and The Coin and Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That's not my name. No, I heard it was, though. Heard it wasn't. From who? People. Is it like your split personality that you use when you order a dinner for two? Stop it. It's not a dinner for two. Stop it. Again, you're just making this worse. How am I making it worse? You're the one who brought it up. I only brought it up because I thought it was a problem. Do you realize that it's not a problem now? Well, I mean, it's not a big problem in the grand scheme of things but like it's just not the way i would do it do you think the pizza man is judging you when you get a large i don't think he is but like that's a different circumstance than being told i'm eating quote two meals when all kinds of people do it all the time then just very common if you just order the meal for two how do they know that you're not like getting it for you and someone else like if that's they don't then what are you scared of? I just don't like the idea that I have to say into the box or to the person, oh, I'm going to get the two can dine meal, knowing full well that uh, this is an Al Borland dinner for one situation. I'd say just lean into it. Get two no, meals. No, I don't two. want to. Eat I all don't those. Want to. No, you should really lean no. into that. Let's think about no. all the McDonald's stickers you'll get, too. No, I'm not playing this year. Oh, really? Not really, anyway. Not, not really? Like you are playing? Oh, if I get the odd coffee or odd sandwich or something, I won't throw the stickers away. Like, I'll see if I'm an instant winner or something. But I'm not going to be, like, collecting with the game board and, like, strategizing the hot spots to hit things up. Stuff like that. That's not going to happen this year. Jeff, over under date of when Tim has a game board? Day one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, his first trip in there when that thing starts. And he's going to ask, like... He's going to make his order, and then he's going to go, like, specifically ask someone for a game board. It's not going to be put in his bag. He's going to go out of his way to get it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> but you will do it. If you want to do it, do it. It's like, uh, no. what is it? Brad Goodman says, do what you feel. Yeah, that, yeah and, and that was bad advice. That was the point of that episode that said that's bad advice. Well, I don't know. They seem to enjoy do what you feel day more so than that old German holiday of do what we tell you day. (laughs) (laughs) Do as we say day. (laughs) 
All right, that'll do it for us. Leave a rating and review. That always helps out. I'll be back on Thursday with Pizzola and Cam for the best bets and Tambo on Friday. I'll see you then. But until then, I guess I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.